Okay, firstly, I realized very interesting thing. Last year ended with the rise from the Nevi'im that basically suggested that Yasef there could have been a different outcome to the story. Yasef didn't necessarily have to step up to the plate and save the empire of Egypt from its uh, perhaps mm-hmm. deserved downfall. I mean, you didn't have to answer, you didn't have to give them a good answer. Right. In other words, we read the story as like it's inexorably heading towards the conclusion where Yasef is supposed to rise to power and so on and so forth. And that's probably true in some way, but of course, there's always alternatives. And if you think about it, of course, Mitzrayim is facing utter destruction here. And Yosef changed the, this, the course of the story. Right? I mean, you can look at it that way. That if not for Yosef, and if not for Yosef interpreting and giving his advice, then, would have, then Mitzrayim would have indeed collapsed. And maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Okay, that's what we pointed out last week. Um, that's a very interesting question. But what I realized more than that is really interesting is that you have this whole theme that Eretz um, Yitzrayim is not like Eretz Kanaan, as it says in Sefer Dvar. Eretz Kanaan, there could be hungers, not in Eretz Yitzrayim. And that holds in Sefer Bereshis, where there's a Rav, a Rav goes to Mitzrayim, Yitzhak would go to Mitzrayim, and Hashem tells him, I'll take Mitzrayim. Right? Yes. So, and in Pashas Lech Lecha, we are, the Aretz Hashar Echo is being discovered. We have the Rav, and the, the difference between Sudayim, which was Karetz Mitzrayim, and the whole the land of Canaan. So, so that's the essence of the land of Canaan. And that's what Bidesh will have to be in the land of Canaan, which is susceptible to Rav. Mitzrayim is not. Now, of course, here, until it is. Here we have at the end of Sefer Bereshis. Surprise, surprise, something that really shouldn't happen, which is that even Egypt can have a hunger. Now, and of course, Paris said, I never saw such bad chaos because it's not supposed to be such a thing in Mitzrayim. And yet there is, right? So what's happening now is that Mitzrayim is on the cusp of becoming like Eretz Canaan. And, right, now Yosef went, what did Yosef do? Yosef made that Mitzrayim, even when it was facing a Rav, still didn't have a Rav, and still everyone came to Mitzrayim for bread, even though technically Mitzrayim could have had the same. So, so Yosef made Mitzrayim <laughs> retain its Mitzrayimness. Here's where, here's where the land of Galos was about to use Hapech and become like Eretz Israel. So what to do with that, what to make of that, I don't know. Of course, Yosef is... Um, a friend of Mitzrayim, as it were, mm-hmm. a friend of Golas, as it were. You know, but we have to think about that. But they, it's not just that, okay, there's this evil kingdom and Yosef is saving. It's actually, this is what the whole mirror between Eretz Kanan and Eretz is about, this question. And Yosef comes and he, he, he pulls Mitzrayim back from becoming holy, you could say. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's supposed to be a contrast. Okay. Something going on there. Okay. So, if you don't mind, Shalom, get a refill there. Now, thank you, thank you. I'm going to read the Pesach Mitzrayim. Because there's one more that, I'm not sure what the ramifications are of that, but it seems to me like that's a very, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's read up the Pesach test. Thank you. Up the Pesach test. Vaydaber sar hamashkim es paroi leimar. 
Okay, so first just some points, as usual, let's read these words closely. So this S is like 2, says the Rav Ramban like L. And in fact, the Targum here is Im, as opposed to usually the Targum is Yas. And according to the Sefer Parshegin, which is an excellent Sefer on Targum, this is one of the 40 times that Targum says S as, translates S as Im, because he, he speaks with Paris, he spoke with Paris. But it's a very interesting Lashon, Vaidaber S, what the significance of that is, I don't know, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. I just wanted to point that out. And what did he tell him? Es chato'ai, my sins, plural. Now, we are the plural sins, right? He's about to say, L'chaira, that he once sinned and was thrown into jail. We are the plurals. We are the two sins. Okay. Animazgir. Now, the animazgir corresponds to Veloizachar Sahamashkim, and now he's being mazgir. And it says, Hayyan. Now, a simple reading, I mean, at least whatever, simple. First reading would be, as Mepharshim say, it's like excusing, it's being polite in front of the king and saying, I'm about to say something negative about myself, and he has to acknowledge that. Okay? But why does he say Hayyan? Why is he saying today? It should be, I am about to, or, you know, what, what's the point of the day? So I think the point is, well, there was another Yayim, but he was Leizachar, that was the yang who led us, right? And that's very significantly a yang, toyviyam hamavis, yavivaldoi. And this is two years later. So what he should have said on that yang, he should have introduced Yosef to, to Pari and told Pari what a wonderful man he met in jail and how he should free him because he's innocent and so on, right? So now, oh, a yang, I'm telling you what I should have said on that other yang. And uh, we can see this also, the, the idea of the two yaims, we see this in Kohelis, which we're going to be looking at a lot today. We spoke about this Pasuk too, but it just supports this. You remember in Perik Zayin, Pasuk Yud David, basically we've seen that um, Perik Hay is about Yaisif, the end of Perik David, Perik Zayin straight, and Perik Ches basically straight. And we saw it also in the beginning of Parakid Aleph, just to, and then the end of Parakid. Hamoin Hamoin about Yesen Hamparo here. So this is in Parak Zayin, Pasak Yudalid, Beyom Toiba Haye Betoiba Yomber Ara A. And the good day experience, the good on a bad day, see. Because Gamazelu Mazel Asalakim. There's a correspondence between good and evil, and that's why no one knows what's coming, because good turns into evil, evil turns into good, and this is the secret of Ara's dream. But he has to be Roya. And Hashem is showing him, as Yosef said, um, He's giving you the ability to see. So you have to understand there's Toiv and there's Ra, and all you can do is see. see. And that's a gift from God that enables you to see it and then figure out what to do, manage it. Um, okay, so just the point is that over there there's the Yom Toiva and there's Yom Ra. So I would suggest that, okay, there's a Yom who led us when there's a Mishnah, that's the Yom Taiva. Yeah. And then there's two years later, it's again the Yom who led us, but, but a notably different tone, right, as we've been noting, and that's the Yom Ra'a, where the day where he recognizes evil that's coming, and that's this Hayyayim, it's the day, again, the day came around two years later, and now he's being Mazgir Chait, 
which I guess even the Schatoy Mazgir come to think of it, the fact that the solution, the piston begins with Schatoy Mazgir, suggests that we're dealing with problems here, because it starts with the mention of a chet, which I think we spoke about this puzzle once before, that the Saramashkin realized that it was all his fault, that power, that he forgot about Yosef, and there's no tzaddik in Mitzrayim, and therefore Paris thinks he's a god. Remember that? So meaning the, the Chatoyali Mazgir is mentioned as then, this pshat, that the, which Farshim say, even the Medrash maybe, but Rishonim for sure, that part of the sin is that I didn't tell you about Yosef two years ago. We spoke then in the beginning of the parasha that the forgetting about Yosef is what changed everything, and now Pari thinks he's God. And, and basically, this is the conclusion. And the Sarmashka understands that it's his fault. Everything that's happening is his fault. And that's what's hard to okay, That's just parenthetical. I'm not going to go into that. I just wanted to point out the game. Okay. Now we're going to talk more about this puzzle. We've mentioned the two the major question where we left with is what the plural of Chatoy is. First, I want to look at the next puzzle. Pari Katsaf Alavadov. So. He, be, you know, he, he, he misled us over here, the Sahamashkin, because he said, I'm going to mention my sins. So you expect that he would have said, I sinned, I did X, Y, Z, or at least I sinned, and Pari put me in jail, right? And, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention in the beginning of this year that not so prepared tonight, so I don't know if I mentioned on record, so we might have to, I don't know how smooth things will be, and Shalom here is going to help me, as usual, but even more so. Okay, so a very strange thing that he says Chatoni Mazgir, and you would expect him then to say the Chet, but instead he jumps and says, "Oh, Pari get and get his servants," skipping the main part of the story, or at least the impetus. Which, if you go back to Pek Mem, Pek Mem Pasik Aleph, Chatu Mashkir Malachutzayim Ve'Halifeh Va'Yikzayf. Right? He says, "I'm going to be mentioned by Chet," and then he says, "Pari Kotzav." So maybe, maybe it's enough by saying Chatoni Mazgir Pari Kotzav. It's assuming, it's implying that there was a Chet. I think there's something. But he's still hiding the fact. Right, he says. He's Right, and he's, he's, he first says Chatoni Mazgir, and then he says, "Yo, you gotta get me," <laughs> yeah. which is pretty strange. Okay, now, now let's look at this pasuk. Paragon and his servants, plural. Vayitet Oisi b'Mishmar, and he put me in the jail. Beisrat Abachin. Oisi ve'Esar Ha'if. It's a very strange construct here, right? The way the pasuk is constructed. Pari can get his servants and put me in jail in such and such a place, me along with the Sarah So why is the Pasuk set up this way? So I think it's very clear. He said Pari Ketzaf Alavadov. And then he says, and he put me in jail. Wait, you just said he got angry at his servants, plural. And then you say he put me in jail. So he's explaining. When I say me, I, mean to, I meant me along with the Sarah And that's what the Pasuk breaks it up. Because Pari Ketzaf Alavadov, I see... Right? Well, we'll see so how I think. What I know. Well, maybe. I think it's like this. Let's see. Let's just get the point of the, the, the sense, and then we'll see what the deeper meaning is. Paragon didn't get his servants. I put me in jail. That, that doesn't add up. So the, that's why it goes back and explains. It, re, it repeats the word icy because it's giving an explanation, right? Saying, when I said icy, I meant me along with the Sarah and therefore it's Paragon Tzach Okay? Now. But it's very important that he has both of them because, because the point is that right. he Point is that there's this difference between them and the other discerns, right? Now, I want to say more than that. So why is he saying that? Why does he why does he say put me in jail and then explain when I said me, I meant me with the Sarah So I think this takes us back to the major theme of Parak Mem, that the Sarah are like one person, right? Pusik, there was, I mean, there were many allusions, but there was one Pusik that was the most much, I think. Well, yeah, put some together. It always puts them together. 
Oh, right, right, right. Chalon Cholamnu. Right. We had a dream, right? They told him we had a dream. And then Sam asked him, Yeah, and then they split ways. Right, right. He says, expects that to have the same, they expect to have the same outcome, right? That's why I said, Afani Bechalami expecting to have the same So, same things happening over here. He's saying, Paragadang get a servant, and because they get angry at his servants, he put me in jail. Because me is equals both of us. Both of us. Because really, me and the Sarafim is one is like one. In a sense, we're one person. In a certain sense, we're two people. In a certain sense, we're one. Same, what? Same, 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 Right. Same sin, perhaps. Okay. Exactly. Medrash says, and that's Mashma in fact, Mampasagalaf, Chotu Mashkimachotayim, but if it's Mashma, they had the same sin. And one man of the Medrash says he did, and in fact, I think it's a Buddha Chosid. Kech maybe who says that from the Pasuk Alpha is Mashma like the Amandama, because it puts them together as a point there, Chotu Mashkimachotayim, but if. So yeah, they're the same exact thing. In fact, they're treated like one person. They dream the same dream, or at least they think it's the same dream. And it's the same night, right? And then, significantly, we could just jump ahead over here. I'm not going to text that. We'll have to wait for next time. But, but that doesn't imply that there's something very... That right, of course, right. And the same night, the same night, in fact, right? He makes the point that it was the same night that they had the dream. And and then Yosef was the one who was a, well, um, it predicted what the outcome is going to be. Right? Yeah. So so basically what he's saying is, the echo point is that he's saying, I think, it seems to me, is he's saying like this. There was me and the Sahamashkim, Sahamashkim, and who are like one. And Yosef split, was able to divide us, right? And just to remind you, the, 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 the genius of, power, of Yosef's interpreting skills was not that he understood that um, squeezing grapes means you're getting your job back and birds eating bread off your head means you're being hanged. You it means the that three, three, the three dream. What, the three? Three means time. Yeah, three means time. That was the big genius of the piston. So he doesn't even mention that. Because his point over here seems to be that he's doing it with the two of us who are really like one. Yeah. That's his whole point, right? Yeah. The t- there was, there was um, Paragadang and his servant and put me in jail and I had within me, let's say, I was half Sarah, I can say, right? Whatever, I mean, really like looking at it conceptually like it's one person. And Yosef came along and was able to cut us in half. Okay, that seems that to be... That seems to be his, his view of the Kiddush. Right. Similar to the Paragadang's view of the Kiddush is that they... That they Right. But it's one dream or two dreams. What? That there's, well, he couldn't no, what he, didn't saying, that, right? he didn't know. The thing is that he was able to tell Pari that the two dreams were one dream. Right. But also Pari was thinking these two these these cows are not the same. These, these this grain is not the same. They're 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 contrast. They don't work together. And the answer is no. They are the same. What doesn't work together? The good and the bad don't don't make sense. Right. And, and Yosef sees them two sides no, of the same. Honest. Right, exactly. Right. That's also right. So Yosef is able to see that death and, and life are one and the same thing. Right. Yeah. That's that's for sure a major element. So that's right, the exactly. Same, same thing here. Oh, right, right, right. So that's definitely a part of it. Right. That's for sure a part of it. Now but so right, there's two points that are definitely a part of this. I'm not sure how to put it all together. One point is that okay, it's very critical to understanding Pyro's dream, to understand to understand that Pasuk and Kellas, that good and evil go together. Mm-hmm. Because that's why Paro was shocked that he never saw such evil cows. And he says, well, evil is the automatic um, soilus, what do you call it? Side product of waste, whatever, of good. Okay, waste product of good. And that's what Yosef is able to see that actually Samash and Zalfa could be one, but, it's, but that doesn't mean that one can't die and one can't live. 
despite the Seraphim's protesting, okay, that's one element. Another element is that here, power, as we as I mentioned last week's share, power had two dreams. Did you hear last week's share? Last week, you weren't here. No, I'm saying, did you listen to it? Oh, okay, so it's okay, fine. So I have to tell you, okay, so I'll just review it in short. What happened last week was like this. Um, it's, it's worth listening to, yeah, but well, basically, if you look at Pasuk Ches, Pirate tells him his dream and no one can interpret them. So is it one or is it two? The answer is like this. Obviously, Pirate's dreams are one because, of course, they would ever see one dream. No, 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 no. But, but there's a major problem with making them the same dream because in the first dream, Pirate said, I never saw such evil chaos. The second dream, he wasn't surprised. Why wasn't he that surprised? Because... Well, because of, in Pshat, apparently there could be grain in Mitzrayim, that's Shufa's Kadim. But, um, but then there's a very major difference between the two dreams, which is that the second dream is something that makes sense that it can happen, the first dream doesn't, right? Yeah. And the second dream involves the Kadim. The Kadim is the Ruach Hashem, it says in Isaiah. So the Ruach Hashem, Paran knew that the Ruach Hashem could come and wreak havoc on Egypt. He knows that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's what's going to happen. The Ruach Hashem is going to make the Amsav. Mm-hmm. And they are, but, but they have so ultimately. Mm-hmm. So Pari knows that external to Mitzrayim, there are forces that can destroy Egypt. But he doesn't know that without a Kodim, without the Ruach HaLukim, the Ruach Hashem, the, the, the Asher calls the Ruach, the Eastern yeah. wind is the Ruach Hashem. Without the Ruach HaLashem, how he doesn't understand that, that there could be evil, Mineyubbe, in Mitzrayim. Okay, but, so he thinks that there's an external force that can. He thinks the Sar of Egypt, right? He thinks the Sar of Egypt is all wealth and happiness. Yeah. Of course, there's Hashem who correlates the Kadel Kaya, like the Mordechai says. This, you know, if he wants to intervene, he can intervene. But my Sar is good. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, it turns out he didn't know that every good Sar has a has a yeah. bad side. Okay, fine, that's okay. But the two <laughs> dreams that are very different. Because one dream talks about something internal to Mitzrayim, which comes, from, which he doesn't understand how it could be there. The other one talks about an external shock. That's the kasha. That's the kasha. No big deal. Trust me. Oh, that was another kasha last week. No, yeah, one, can, no one can interpret these dreams. Come on. It's such it's really easy dreams to interpret. It's so obvious, right? Okay. No, so what's Yosef's answer? Yosef's answer was, Now, what does he mean to say, What's the chiddush there? And why is his first thing to tell Tell me the interpretation. The answer is like this, because Yosef is telling him the second dream that, t- that talks about something from the outside, the Ruach Hashem, is me, because it's a God speaking to you. Mm-hmm. It's not that the downfall of Egypt is going to happen in a different way than the first dreams predicted. It's, go, it's going to happen with an involvement of a Kadim, which is the Ruach Hashem, it's because amazing. that's me, right? And I'm, and I'm here for the Kim, because the Ruach Hashem is through me, okay? Exactly. So that's the whole Pistrin is, the Pistrin is, that's the Pistrin. The that, me. Right, exactly. Just like in the first dream, Yosef's, Yosef's Fingerprints are all over the first dream, right? The first Mariam and the first Tayyar. Vatirena Ba'ahu, Yosef Roya Es Echav. Parais, Ben Paras, Yosef, the Medrash. He's all over the first dream. He's in the second dream too, because he's the Ruach HaKadim. And that's, okay, so that's in the real. So that's why I said also, you see in the Nevi'im, take this Ruach HaKadim, Hashem, and turns it against Ephraim. The Ruach HaKadim is going to destroy Ephraim. Basically, so that's the point I was saying, that there's this point in the Nevi'im that here Yosef is using his godliness to swoop in and save Egypt. And maybe the Ruach HaKadim, not so bad if the Ruach HaKadim would have destroyed yeah. Egypt, and therefore the Nevi'im started taking that against Yosef, like the Ruach HaKadim is now going to be destroyed from. Okay, that, that was the point that I was mentioned earlier. Okay, fine. So that's the Kasha. The Kasha is there are two dreams here, which are obviously the same dream. Come on, it's clearly the base that can say Yeah, yet there's major differences. The solution is that Yosef is the Ruach HaKadim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, 
and a similar thing that Yosef achieved was that there were two people who were alike, and Yosef divided them. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, they're just just pointing it. Well, yeah. Because because if you don't know that life and death are the same. Well, come from the same place. He says yeah. that they're not that they're alike, and how did you divide them? Okay, fine. The answer is no. They are alike, and I did, and I, I divided it because I showed you God's will is that they. Oh, very good. So, so basically, right, right, right. So that's I think the point that the Sahar Mashkev is setting up that there's a very arbitrary thing. Yeah. In fact, he skips the sin. We'll get to that soon. He'll skips the sin. I'll show you in, in, in Galas. This is where we're at. Bongat, basically. Mm-hmm. Shem Kehalas and Kehalas says famously, "No and I'll show you how I think it's connected to these Pesukim. We spoke about it once in the context of Yosef, who insisted that he didn't do an Uma, right. is against that Pasuk. Right. And Yosef is forgotten because um, he's basically boring. <laughs> because he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't do an Uma. And there's no one who's an outside of Pasuk, she has Tevel Along with Tev comes Chet, right? And she has a Tevel Yachta. There's no such thing as, as, as well, Tev without Chet. What? That's part of Yosef's point. Right, that's what he came around with the Chadish, but he's learning that, okay? Something had to change. I don't know how that works exactly. But um, Linyonenu, Linyonenu, the point is, what was the point I was trying to make? That Parakatsav Alavadov, you don't have, you could skip the Chet, because there's always justification for Ketzav. Okay? And the whole point is, everyone has Chet. There's no difference between any one person and another. And yet some live and some die, which is the most divine thing in the world because it has no pshat. And that's what Yosef was able to channel this thing from Hashem, from Alekim. Yeah. I mean, who, how do you decide who lives and who dies? That's the gush. <laughs> Very nice, Carlos says, one guy lives, one guy dies. Now, who decides that? Well, that's already, <laughs> that's already Habishim Shahibin or whatever. I don't know. That's already a or, you know. Well, so that's what Yosef well, so is able to channel. You come with Nebuah, you come with Nebuah. Exactly, come with Nebuah. So that's, that's basically you come his point. With, with an interpretation of a dream, which is, which is the other way around. Could be, right. And Yosef always insists that it's Alakim, and of yeah. course, yeah, uh, Paris says, Ruach Alakim, and Targum says Nebuah. Yeah. That's Nebuah. Okay, so let's, but we got a little bit ahead of us, so I want to show you how I, I reach his conclusion. So, Okay, just going back in terms of Pshat. The Zahar Mashkim says, um, it's a very interesting narrative here, because he says, I'm going to mention my sins. Power got angry at his sermons, put me in jail, along with the Zahar Ophim, and then, If you read this narrative, Zahar Mashkim basically is indicating that he could just as well be dead. Yeah. He, he doesn't say, there's no Pshat, right? We both sinned, we both were in jail. Yeah. So why is he alive, right? So that's the answer. The answer is that's his point. His point is there is no reason. Parakot Zafalavodov. And now let's go back to Kehelis a little bit. And therefore, and therefore that that the Yosef was able to tell tell what was going to happen, who was going to live, who was going to die. It's beyond Paray, beyond Paray. That's the point. Because Parakot Zafalavodov, Paray can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And and there's really from Paray's perspective, it's arbitrary. Let, let me show you what it says so in Kehelis. So how do you predict this? That you have to be a god. Right. That's right. the point. That's so if we're saying, point. he knows. He exactly. Knows. He is. Wait, that's his point, right? It's not that he's a good dream interpreter. It's that he can do something that takes us out of the mareches of, of Kehelas, basically, where good and evil go together. Right, right, exactly. Right, exactly. There's a message from Akash Baruch to Pari, and, and he's the one who could do messages from Akash Baruch because he, right. could, he could be Machria in this arbitrary world where, 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 there's no system, where, there's, where there's no sense to anything. He's the one who can figure it out, okay? So that's basically the idea, I think. And I want to show you this in Kehelas. In Kehelas, it says, um, Parakhes, 
And I'm not going to review every time we reference these psukim, how we showed already that these psukim are connected to the parish. I don't think it's that always go back into that, but I trust that you, those who are listening and following this room, you know that these prakim are, are again and again um, referring back to these parashas. So it ends up proving itself, but just show you the pasuk in Kehelis that refers to this. In Perkhes, Pasuk um, Aleph, okay, I can't help but remind you that there talks about the Chacham who knows how to interpret, right? And the wisdom that makes his face shine, like Daniel's face shone from not eating from Chachma, even though he didn't eat the, because he didn't eat the Pasakum, like Yosef's, okay, fine. And then it talks about Pasuk Gimel, the king could do whatever he wants, and nobody could tell him what to do. So that's exactly what the Sahamashkim told Para. The king can do whatever he wants. Now, Cuts of now, why in fact could the, king, could, could the king do whatever he wants? Now go back to Parag Zion, and again, I'm not going to go through with these token, but this from the beginning of Parag Zion straight till here was all about the Yosef story. Parag Zion, Pazigid Beis, Adomain Tzadik Vorat Sashi Velo Yechto. Okay, so that's the point. The point is that it's never true that something's not deserved. So when the Psalmashkim says, I'm going to tell you my hate, Parakatsaf, he's basically saying, he, by, by, by saying Parakatsaf, he's alluding to the hate, right? Which is the answer I suggested before. I, it's a elliptical way to refer to it. His point is, I don't have to say what the hate was, it doesn't matter. That, by, right? He alludes to it by this, in this roundabout way because his point is, every Katsaf of the king is justified because there's always a hate. And if the king was Katsaf, so it means he's focusing on the hate, right? The whole Kiddush is, do we talk about the hate or not? That's the whole difference. The chait is for sure there. And that's why it's katani mazgir, because wait a second, oh, you're being mazgir, chait, this nish does a pashit. But there always is a chait. And then it says in Kehelis too, we look at the next pasuk there in Perak Zion. It says that, and then it talks about not to pay any attention, not to listen to your servant who's cursing you, right? And that's the Sahamashka was talking about his chait. And that's a very dangerous position because if you look at the end of Perak Yud in Kehelis, which is also all about the Sahamashkim Tzarefim. It talks about not cursing the king in your mind. You remember the Sahamashkim was comfy, was comfortable with Pare. He's comfortable mentioning his chait to Pare, but he was also not afraid to talk about his dream. Sahamashkim was afraid. Why? Because he, 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 he didn't have a clear conscience. And there it says that be careful because the bird of the heavens is going to take the coil, right? So the birds that were eating the... We spoke about this. The birds that were eating from his head are basically a symbol of, of the idea that the thoughts in his brain are, com- are going to come out and they're going to testify against him. And then, of course, in Perkid Alpha, we're going to do Shlach Lach which is Yosef's idea. You never know if there's going to be a hunger, so you have to appear for the eighth year, not just for seven years. Okay, so my point is that there he talks about cursing the king in your mind. And in the last Pasuk House talks about. There's no man in the earth who does tzaddik lo And don't listen to it. Watch out from the, from the evid cursing you. That's what the Sahamashkim is worried about right now. The fact that Parakatsav Alavodav just indicates that there is a chet. Because the king, there's always a chet. The king can do whatever he wants. Which is really a kashbok. could can do whatever he wants. Because there's always a chet. That's the point. That's, That's the, the point. Even though we think that we're the same, but we're different in that... You can have different judgment, even for the same thing. Yeah, even for the same thing. And there's always going to be something. Same degree of guilt. There's always a degree of guilt, right? And, and, then, and then if there's always the same degree of guilt, the key thing is not to talk. Right? I mean, the key thing is not is to cover it up, basically, yeah. to try to have a clear conscience, because the guilt is there. Okay? okay. So that's the point that, um, that Yosef, so like we said before, Yosef, oh, let me show you one more pasuk. We spoke about this too. 
In the context of the Sahamashkin Perak Hey, Pasuk Hey, don't alt in Espicha Lachati Espasarev, of course it's talking also about Yosef and dreams and fearing God. And again and again we talk about Yosef here in Kehelis. Don't allow your pet to be bring a hate on your basar. And don't say it was a shkaga. So this is the um so Tamashkim is mentioning his hate. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's bringing the ketzef upon him, right? He says parakats of alavodov, which is a marshal for yiktsef elikim. And the point is again, it says the koil, because mm-hmm. the point is the chet is there. Yeah. Whole question is, don't, get out. <laughs> don't let it get out. What does that mean? I'm not sure exactly. Okay, now, okay, so basically that's the point. The point is that the sarmashkim shtikotayz the was look, everyone has sins. And you're justified whenever you wanted to, and you decided that you're going to pick two people and say, ha you guys have a sin. And of course you're right, because everyone has sins. And Taka, because of that, anyone could live and anyone could die. Mm-hmm. And Mamela, along comes Yosef, and, come, and, and his Machria, despite the fact that there is no difference between us, and despite the fact that anyone could live and could die, that means Yosef is outside the system of Kehelis, as it were, and that's why he's the Ruach HaKadim, who's going to yeah, do different. Okay? Exactly. That's basically the idea. Now I want to end with one last point here. I spoke about this in the past, that in the Daniel story, when the king can't find someone to interpret his dreams, he starts killing all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel and his friends weren't even asked yet to interpret the dream. They were wise men, but they weren't even asked yet to interpret the dream. They didn't even get a chance. And they're like, what's going on? Why is he killing all the people? And they found that, oh, because he needs a dream interpreter. So Daniel says, wait, you know, we could do it. Fine. So that's very interesting, because why is he killing them before he even gives them a chance? Okay, but... Spoke about this once. Theo talks about the ketzef of the king. I think, right? Does it say the ketzef? Daniel. Yeah. Yes. Tzaf sagi. Yeah. Great ketzef, right? So par ketzef alavodav vayiktsef parai. What? He's killing them all. So now, Sahamashkim is saying par ketzef alavodav, and he knows what happens when when you have a, a kaisan whose dream doesn't get interpreted because he knows Daniel as much as well as you and I do, and he knows that. All the Sarim and the Chacham of, of Mutzayim are now about to be killed, so he's saving his skin. Now, now I want to say like this. So, so, so again, so the point is anyone could die. Yeah. Which is, my, my, the point over here is that anyone's allowed to die. If the king wants to kill everyone, he can. Why? Because it says in Kehelis, everyone's a sinner. If the king decides to treat everyone as a sinner, I don't know, maybe you could say in Yana de Yoyma. If Putin wants to destroy the Ukrainians, it's I mean, you think they're tzaddikim? Could be a ketzef. What? It could be a ketzef in either direction or both directions. Yeah, hold that. He's going to have to give them the cheshbon. But but the point is that the darchi akarshvoh that there should be a kas a ketzef like that. It's not shver because So okay, on on Klayisol and the whole world. But they will be. But anyways, the point is, is, is this midah. And then, that anyone could die, right? So, not only that, now think about this. In the Daniel story, Daniel is also at risk of being, of being killed, right? Because he's yeah. a Maisel Chacham. So now, plugging that back into our story, the Sahamashkim is actually endangering Yosef's life, right? By, by divulging to the king that there's another Chacham languishing in jail, just like Daniel didn't get a chance to interpret it before the, 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 the Tzav comes out, that he's going to kill him too. But Yosef also now is in danger, right? So, so basically, so basically, what's the point of that? I'm not sure what my point was with that. Oh, oh, right, just because since if you plug in Daniel, you see Daniel's in danger, which means in this case, Yosef is in danger. Basically, the idea that the king can do whatever he wants. Yeah. 
and that he could technically, if you want, if 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 it strikes, if the fancy strikes him, he could start killing everyone. Yeah. That's the theme over here, okay? And that's why he says, um, right, because his point is that really it's all about the king's ketzef, because the maizah uh, he's justified. He can never say he's unjustified. And um, in fact, Yosef was able to come from the outside, let's say, and, and be machria, despite this, this, but despite this Kahela's theme about the Tzaddik and the Russia and everyone being the same, right? Right, but he's still, he's still able to distinguish. Here he's able to distinguish. That's, what? Because of a precedent, he knows who's going to get what, even though it seems to be, it seems to be completely arbitrary. Even though it's talking about, even though it's completely arbitrary on the level that we can discern, alone comes Yosef, and Taka, the king can do whatever he wants, alone comes Yosef, and... Disputes this. So basically, if you look at, let's say, Perk and Kehelis, which we spoke about last week about Perk Tess being to the parish maybe two weeks ago, Perk Tess talks about um, Perk Tess Basic Bays, everything happens the same to everyone. Mikra Echel, Tzadik, La Rosh, La Teva, La Tov, La Tamil, La Zavech, etc. Katev Kachoite, right? Everyone's the same. Mikra Echel, La Koil. And that's why everyone could do all sorts of evils. And um, that's where Yosef comes in and finds a way to be Machria. So he's, he's beyond. That that Marocha. And that will be that. So he, he, he controls he can he can distinguish between the two because of the Kim the Kim Press 